Grab your flashlight, a stiff drink, and throw a log on that fire. This week's mini is going to be our first installment of the monsters that stand the tests of time. The monsters that make you take a good look before you step into the woods at night. And the other ones that keep you from entering the woods alone. Submitted for your approval, I bring you the tale of the Lake Erie Monster. spooky i'm so ready and uh i have some surprise cases for you guys as well as lorraine she didn't know anything about this um yeah so this flavor of monster is um, a midwestern folklore and i didn't realize that i've heard this story this is definitely a story i've heard um but it was a little twisted but this is the the origin of the story that i've heard okay So folklore has always been a staple piece in Midwestern culture since day one. Some people say it comes from like indigenous or it comes like in different count like areas of the U.S. That's not true. Everybody's got folklore. You maybe just not realize that that's what it is. These are the stories that are told from generation to generation. Each time it gets a little more frightening. They add their little piece. You know, they play telephone and it just but it always seems to have the same basis. So I thought I'd kick it off with. One, if you are from Ohio, I 100% guarantee you've heard this. You've some flavor of it. You may have even enjoyed, you know, a nice IPA in the state of Ohio uh, called the Lake Erie Monster. It's produced with Great Lakes Brewing in Cleveland. Yeah, it sure is. Maybe you've even gone to a Great Lake or Great Lake Erie Monster game, which is a hockey team in Ohio as well. They play at the Quicken Loans Arena. But... Have you ever seen the Lake Erie Monster in real life? I haven't. Not, not that I'm aware of. All right. So I've seen I've seen some monsters in Lake Erie, but they're mostly like um, big people without shirts on. Right. Right. All right. So here we go. It was a warm Saturday in 1980. Picture this: two fishermen shooting the shit, one pole in their hand and a Schlitz in the other. They're listening to some fucking Def Leppard while the breeze is just making their mullet dance. Can you feel it? Nice. Are you there? I, I feel it yeah. in my mullet. <laughs> I mean, I can't relate, but this is a Saturday for the fucking boys, man. This is a moment that is... Oh, boy. Everything is going to be perfect today. We don't have to work. Living we're gonna, it. We're going to live our best life. Oh, yes. But... This Saturday for the boys is going to take a terrifying turn for these two young men. Okay? This is going to be the first sighting of Bessie, the Lake Erie monster. Uh Oh, Oh, Bessie. Bessie, yeah. Uh, Okay, these two fishermen, their names are Frank and Joe. They left East 55th 55th Street Marina in Cleveland, and it was just a little bit after dawn. They boarded onto Frank's 20-foot fishing boat Which he named the cool breeze, you know, like that breeze that's going through his mullet, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And they got sandwiches for the day and a cooler stocked full of beer. They grabbed a carton of worms uh, from the bait shop that was nearby, and they were ready to get this day going. It's going to be a perfect day off. It was all right. No, no wives, just fish. Right. 
and it was a perfect fishing day. Lake Erie was waveless and the wind was just ever so slight. And if you know how Lake Erie is, which we both do, it is choppy as fuck. So it's very, it's very rare that you get a nice smooth day out there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you can appreciate that. I mean, I can appreciate them being so excited about it. You know, I understand that you can always appreciate a good waveless day on Lake Erie because it's not going to stay that way for long. Right. So uh, it was said that the stretch of the water was so smooth. It was smooth as fuck. It looked like somebody had laid a tarp down over the body of water. It was crispy blue. It was just like the most perfect day. It looked like you could stand in Detroit and see all the way to Buffalo. Everything was so clear. Dang, that sounds pretty clear. And you know what? I have been to Perry's Monument on um, South Bass Island State Park, which is also part of Ohio. And I've gone all the way up to the top. And you can see pretty fucking far when you're up there. Yeah, on a nice day, for sure. Yes. So the boys got in there. They loaded it up. They motored about 15 miles from the shore and decided, this is it. This is where we're going to set the lines. Yep, drop anchor. Yep. Cracked open a couple of cold tall boys and started talking about what kind of life they want to have. They were just talking about everything. Uh, Just having a great best friend's day. So by afternoon, the tall boys were gone and the cooler Uh, was, the ice was starting to, you know, diminish. But that cooler was stocked full of glittering corpses of walleye and perch. This is every Ohioan's dream. I'm telling you right now. Oh, man. Damn. So these boys are feeling pretty fucking accomplished. They're pretty fucking toasted and they've already ate all the sandwiches. So they're like, (laughs) I I think it's time, you know, in... Anybody that has lived boat life, which I have my whole life, you know, it's that time. All right, we're running out of beer. Let's uh, pack up a boat. Let's go back, you know, take a shower, eat something. Let's get a bonfire going and get more beer. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, it's just lake life. That is 100% lake life. Yes, it Um, is. It is, though. And so they were feeling accomplished. They they were ready to pack up, start doing this. And they were talking about, oh, you know, who are we going to call when we get back? And I wonder if we can see her up there, this and that. Uh, But the first thing on the list... They were going to grab another case of beer, and they were going to head back to uh, Joe's house to gut and cook their bounty. They got a cooler full of fish, you know? Oh, yeah. You got to process that shit or it goes bad. Not to mention, I mean, really farm to table here. Uh, Not to mention, Joe's wife had made some bomb-ass peach cobbler the night before, and she makes the best peach cobbler in Cleveland. She's got at least 10 awards on it. Damn, so they for were, real? Yeah. Okay, sis. Oh, I'm it. sorry. East Cleveland. <laughs> I don't know if that matters, but she makes the best I fun. mean. Yeah. <laughs> so they're ready to go and, and, you know, have a fish fry and, you know, just hang out at home, throw a bonfire up. But yes. as they were getting everything wrapped up, bringing in the lines, the water below them started to heave and it was swelling what? like waves started oh, to no. form out of nowhere. So Frank grabbed the side of the boat because, you know, he's a little tipsy at this point, And he was standing up in a small boat. He was like, oh, yeah, it's all good. And he did like this awkward, drunken half step and, you know, struggled to keep <sighs> his balance. He was like, what the fuck just happened? What the hell was that? Out of nowhere. So they both oh, looked no. at each other and they were like, bro, what was that? What the fuck just happened? Is it, Oh, fuck. It's Ohio. Storm's coming. We're going to we're going to get caught in a storm. You know, so they're. Oh, no, that's yeah. that's not what you want on the lake. No, no, not with a 20 foot boat. That's a tiny ass boat. No, you're not surviving that. Oh, uh, that wake is going to be up in your boat like you're going to get soaked. So he's pulling, <laughs> yes. he's quickly pulling that anchor back in. And if you're not aware, you know. When you're out on Lake Erie, 
you literally can't see when a storm's coming. All of a sudden, there's just no. six foot fucking waves, and the sky is black. I mean, it's just yeah, it happens quickly. It, it, it and is it gets really nasty. It is really like that, though. Like, I used to go fishing with a friend of mine from work, and him and I went on his 18-foot StarCraft, and when that wind starts picking up, we're out of there because there's no way you're going to, like, wait out the storm. There's no no way. No fucking way. So up until this point, that water had been crisp and smooth and great. It was a great day to be on the water. It was clear as fucking glass. You could see through it. It was so beautiful. And they they are baffled at what just happened. They're not sure. And then, you know, they're trying to say, well, maybe we drank a little too much beer. You know, whatever. We got to we got to get out of here. <laughs> um, so there's no storm clouds. There's no waves anywhere on the whole glass piece of of water there. It's just they're dumbfounded at why it's happening right underneath them. So yeah. they both kind of have a silent stare at each other and they grab the side of the boat and they're going to take a gander. Frank decided he was going to look first. So he kind of Frank. He kind of looks over and under the boat, he peers off the side and sees a big black like shape. But it was like the size of the boat and it was right underneath oh. them. So it could it, be the shadow of the j- boat. Well, you know. So <laughs> that's that's what they thought. And then Joe looks over the other side. And his face turned stark white. He said, it's, it's longer than the boat. And it was, glide- oh, no. it was gliding through the water like Christy Yamaguchi on a fucking ice. It was just smooth uh, sailing. Uh-oh. But the water, I mean, if you know anything about Lake Erie, it's not the crispy, clean water. This is not Lake Michigan or, you know, anything like that. You can't see the fucking bottom. Yeah. So no, you cannot. <laughs> the, the water with the six-pack of Schlitz, it literally blurred their vision. To where they could, it just looked like a mass. They couldn't see the actual shape or the outline of the, of what was underneath them. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. (laughs) So Frank turns to his best friend and he goes, yell. And he yells at him and he says, fuck man, that's the biggest gator I've ever seen. (laughs) But this was not, this was not a gator. This was not a gator. No. And the creature that was underneath the boat gripped the hull of the cool breeze with its long arms and began rocking the boat back and forth. Back and oh forth no. and back and forth. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. The cooler starts sliding all over. Joe falls down on the on his ass in the middle of the boat. And the fucking no. the worst possible thing happens. The cooler flies into the water, opens up, and no. lets out their whole the lid flew off and they just watched it like, oh no. Oh shit. Their whole day's <sighs> work terrible. and dinner gets dumped into the fucking lake. God damn it. Frank <laughs> looks at Joe and goes, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm sick of this. Oh yes. Yep. Me now, too. Now they're angry. Both men are shaking, tingling. They're, they're full of anger and they're pissed and their bodies are also filled with fear. Like a balloon full of helium. They just, you know, Ooh. are floating on life here. So Joe, Joe stumbled into the captain's chair the best he could, and he fired up the engine. As he opened the throttle, the creature released its grip on the side of the boat, and the cool breeze sped back to Cleveland in top gear. As soon as he could get himself calmed down enough to, you know, speak actual words, and he could, you know, let the wheel just do its thing, he made a call mm-hmm. to the Coast Guard. And he said... I just saw a creature that looked like a really, really long alligator. The damn thing grabbed my damn boat and tried to tip it over. And, sir, uh, 
can you tell me what color it was or like how long it was? It was black, like the creature from the black fucking lagoon, man. And I don't have a, a measuring <laughs> stick. I don't know how long it was. It was longer than my fucking boat. My boat's a, a 20 footer. Sir, it, Damn. Sounds, it sounds like that you just saw the Lake Erie monster. If you could give me your coordinates, we'll send a cutter out to you. Okay, so that's their what? story. So now, okay, all right. So during Cleveland's industrial heyday on the Cuyahoga River, it was like a slow channel that carried basically steel and affluent properties from the mills to the plant or the paint manufacturers, chemical plant. Like everything was, it was you know the main line of transportation for all the shit oh, for yep. the industrial side, right? It sure was, and it goes into uh, it goes into Lake Erie. The, which where the chemical plant is it was literally one of the filthiest bodies of water in the world at the time was this little cuyahoga oh, river i believe that it was so filthy that the cuyahoga was so combustible and gross that a spark from a passing train ignited a fire that floated downstream and charred half of the railroad bridge that's a true fact yeah. yes it is a true fact i did know that it was said that the toxins not only killed the wildlife on the river, but it also mutated them. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, stories of three-eyed trout and hermaphrodite carp that laid both eggs and fertilized them just were all over in this river. Or in my <laughs> case, I heard the story about the mommy, which is also really nasty, but we heard that there were six-eyed catfish. People still talk Whoa, about Oh, that's, that's three more eyes than the other ones. I know. Too many eyes, if you ask me. <laughs> so as the river became packed full of garbage, waste, industrial shit, it barely qualified as a fucking river anymore. It was like a sludge pile. And oh, this, yeah, exactly. And, and this is how the creation of the Lake Erie monster came to life. If they couldn't beat it, like if the monster couldn't beat the factories, it couldn't find a good you know, spot to have a clean house, I guess, whatever you want to call it. It said, fuck it, I'm going to join them. So, <laughs> born with abnormally long flippers, a pair of lungs that were outside of its body, the fish crawled out of the water and presented himself at the unemployment office at the fucking factory. And, sure. Yep. <laughs> and it was at the Jones and Lawland Steel Company, to be exact. I don't know whether it is. That's in your neck of the woods. Maybe you might know. Um, mm, I'm not really sure. I'd have to look it up. But he went in there with a hard hat to conceal the fact that he had no ears, no hair. And he was, you know, playing the job. He's like, I'm going to get a job here. He gave them It the might name. have been the, where the steel yard is. Might be. I'm not sure. We'll have to see if we can find oh. some pictures. Uh, but he gave the name Norbert Bass. And that's what he was hired. On the spot um, as a stoker. He shovels all the uh, coal into the furnace. Yep. But they put him on night shift because you know what they do. They throw the unfortunates on night shift. Trust me. I worked it for a long time. <laughs> the, so, the unmentionables. The unmentionables. Yeah. So old Norbert Bass had to be put on the night shift. And he worked oh, his... damn it. But he was a hard worker. He was great, you know. He uh, worked his way up to inspector and earned his money and, and bought him his health, a whole farm, a vacation house, you know, timeshare in fucking Florida. He was doing good. He was living that <laughs> blue-collar American dream old Norbert was. Oh, man. But, it, you know, that came to an end. He decided to take his family to that timeshare. And sadly, a freshwater fish just can't fucking survive in saltwater. So he lost his life swimming in the Gulf of Mexico with his kids. Unfortunately. 
Oh my goodness, what a fucking tail. Oh. oh. Okay. I made that up. That wasn't the fucking tail. You want to hear the real tail? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Okay, okay. Let's let's get back to the real tale. Here's the real story. All right. So the Lake Erie Monster began her life. They refer to as her. Her name's Bessie, obviously. As a yes. as a sturgeon. I don't really okay. know what a sturgeon is. Um I should have oh, looked okay. it up. Oh, okay. It's it is a type of fish and it is um really ugly. <laughs> and we will definitely look that up and post it. For sure. Um, so the Lake Erie Monster began her life as a sturgeon she hatched off of the edgewater beach and okay she was 10 foot long longer than most of her species one day she was um trying to feast on the worms in the mud near the high cuyahoga when she actually actually ingested a mouthful of iron sulfate which floated downstream from one of the holes that was pulling industrial waste from one side to the other So right away, she knew something wasn't right, and her tail and her snout grew longer than her fins, and she lost her fan-like shape in her fins, and they became like long tentacles, almost like hands. So rather than her normal diet of, you know, worms and insect larvae, she she began to form a taste for toxic waste, um, which she found plenty of it in the Cuyahoga at this time. Oh, sure, sure. The more days she spent in the Cuyahoga, the more she ate. The more she ate, the more she mutated. She had a diet of sulfate, fleece dust, gasoline, oil, iron sulfate, and scale. All to, you know, as much as she wanted. And the monster ate it all. Oh, boy. The bigger she got, the more grotesque she grew. Girl, same. I get it. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) But in her hideous new state, she developed a fucking hatred for humans who polluted the water and turned her wildlife in and turned her wildlife into trash and her body into a monster. She decided to take revenge on Cleveland and anybody that enters the state of Ohio through the body of water. After her attack on the cool breeze that we talked about earlier, those lovely boys, mm-hmm. um, a family of six also reported seeing this huge snake-like creature on the shores of Cedar Point. Oh, okay. Right. I've been to that beach. That's terrifying. So. Oh, yeah. Also, in around the same area, a lakefront farmer also reported that one of his pigs had gone missing and that he saw a long trail of slimy slug-like creature take it from the pen into the water. Ew. So these sight- as these sightings kept multiplying in the area, like the Cleveland area, the marina owner said, you know what? I'm going to offer a $5,000 reward to anybody that can capture her alive. That way I can do, he was actually a zoology professor at OSU. And he said, that way I can oh, you wow. know, examine her and find out yeah. what, what this thing is. It's terrifying Cleveland. We can't do this anymore. You know, we got to move past it. Yeah, no kidding. So he dug his own like containment pond on his property and labeled it mm-hmm. with a big sign that said, uh, future home of the Lake Erie monster. So, so nice. Welcome so, home. Right. And I thought this was funny because my mom reads this little publication, but the Port Clinton Beacon held a contest uh-huh. for the monster. Huh? We're going to name oh, that yeah? monster. You know, we're going to have a party in the streets and we're going to name it. Well, the name became uh, Bessie. And it was after the Davis Bessie plant that is in Port Clinton, which is the big nuclear plant. 
I just drove past it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I always, I always call it Hexus because it reminds me of Fern Gully, the movie. Oh, if, if I just watched it, talk watch about. It. Yes. I always talk about The Simpsons. Yeah, that too. Um, for those <laughs> who don't know, it's a big um, nuclear power plant. And it basically is the symbol of how human capacity can fuck up nature so quickly. There's yeah, actually right. the Cleveland Wax Museum also uh, displayed a quote unquote portrait of her calling her the great Lake Erie serpent. Um, oh, wow. But Bessie decided that harassing fishermen and farmers wasn't smashing the patriarchy like she wanted to. It wasn't really working. Out. <laughs> so she okay. so she turned her sights to the real culprit, the industry that had flooded the Cuyahoga with trash and toxins. So, Uh yeah. So she's going to go to the the core of the evil here. So to strike, she said, I'm going to have to sink one of the freight liners. That'll show them. Then they'll learn. And so she Uh stalked the the big freight liners that are going back and forth on her little tiny bottle of water. She lurked in the darkness and she tried to get those, you know, late traffic people and tried to really get the perfect opportunity. Uh, And there was... Mm -hmm many many claims from different sailors that claim they could see uh, a big black head protruding out of the water um, but they didn't think anything of it because it wasn't as big as their boat um, but they said that the oh. body was shaped like a long eel oh but wow okay. no matter so she kept eating more waste and more waste to try and get herself bigger to try and be bigger than these boats but she couldn't do it the more you know no matter how much she waste she ate she never grew big enough to sink one of the freight liners a All sailor right. wrote, and this is an actual quote There's from a sailor. It says, we've seen one of the most terrific sea monsters in existence in different parts of the Lake Erie. And at the end of the day, she basically gave up. She, she was just upset about it. She'd been working so hard to try and get rid of one of these freight liners. She couldn't do it. Oh, Bessie. I know. And she was so embarrassed that she just quit. And they hadn't heard of her for a long time. But Cleveland decided to get their shit together and realized that they were polluting the, the waters of Ohio. And so yeah. they, they cleaned up Big the time. Cuyahoga. You know, they they yeah. were embarrassed about how they had ruined that. And, you know, that was in the heel of the world, you know, Mecca. So Michael Jackson, like all those people are out there singing, like, we got to clean up the world, you know, peace, love and earth, whatever. So, yeah, I do remember all that. Then Cleveland also built... Um, Tunnel, huge tunnels to store all their rainwater in so it wouldn't have to go through the same like drainage as all the untreated sewage and all the stuff from the storms like i mean they really clean up their act they really did okay yeah and good on them the president even signed a law prohibiting factories from dumping their waste into the rivers into ohio's rivers so i thought that mm-hmm. was cool too um so the paint factory on the cuyahoga closed as well as all the slaughterhouses so there was literally no waste being dumped in that little body of water even one right. of the steel mills quit doing it. Oh, so wow. Good. This caused less freight liners to dock in Cleveland, you know, so they weren't, the traffic slowed down. Um, okay. The Cuyahoga finally stopped smelling like rotten eggs and trash, and <laughs> the river got fresh as fuck again. And now All people right. are starting to take kayaks out on it. People are traveling through it downtown, you know, Cleveland, Lake Erie. They're, they're loving it. It's, you know, it's back to where it should be. Right. And with each passing year, Cleveland contributed 
more and more to this, you know, clean water. They really got their shit together. And there was less toxic waste for Bessie to eat. So the less that she ate the trash, her body began to shrivel and she began to form her original self shape. The original sturgeon state that she came into this world. Bessie only terrorized Lake Erie in 70s and 80s, back when Cleveland was at its most polluted heyday. Yet her home and the image of the river still lives on as like a permanent fixture. People are still telling her story. Until this day, she became a sturgeon again, obviously that we know. And sturgeons don't concern themselves with humans. They don't ever go up to humans. The only time they ever come into their presence is when they're put on the end of a hook. So I think what we can learn from this tale is... Clean up your fucking trash, guys. Come on. <laughs> right. Damn. If Cleveland, if Cleveland can clean up its trash. Anyone can. Anyone can. That's true. That was so fun. I really enjoyed yeah. that. You got me. You got me in the middle, though. I will say that. Did you like my made-up story? I thought it was kind of funny. I thought I did good. It was It was funny. <laughs> So that was our first ever bonus episode, really. I know we tried to do the bonus episode before, but it ended up not really working out since our schedule was so busy at the time. But um, this is truly our first bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a lot of really cool ones on deck. So your feedback is really, really needed because if you don't like them, I'll find something else to do, you know, and so will Lorraine. So, I mean, definitely let us know. Like, if you want to hear more exactly. of these, these mini tales. Yes, I love a good mini tale. I love a good monster mini. Ooh. Yeah. And also, so, let me know how I did about telling a camp star- campfire story, because some of that shit I made up on the fly. So let me, let me, <laughs> let me know if I'm as funny as I think, you know? Because, I mean, I love <laughs> yes. a constructive criticism. Exactly, exactly. Me too, kind of, sometimes. So anyways, we're just going to let you know what's up. We're going to uh, see you next Tuesday. 